Alexandria, Episode 2, by Sheena Austin. Philippe paced around his room, feeling particularly anxious. He wanted to find the crystal now, and to leave immediately. I will just leave now and journey alone. A knock on his chamber door tore him away from his thoughts. The door squeaked open, a crack, and without invitation, Ignatius entered. Your Majesty, I have a visitor who's lost. Philippe tapped his foot impatiently. We'll bring them in. Do not waste any more of my time. Ignatius bowed. Yes, Your Majesty. He licked his lips and spun around to open the door, and he took Alexandria by the hands and pulled her in. Noticing his servant's arousal sickened Philippe. Ignatius, that will be all. Unhand this beautiful creature and be on your way. Ignatius let go of her hand and retreated like a dog with his tail between his legs. Philippe approached her and took her hand in his. My dearest, I do apologize for his behavior. If he has violated you in any way, I will do away with him at once. No man should harm a creature as beautiful as you. He gifted her his best smile, causing Alexandria's cheeks to flush. Philippe noticed her weak state. She returned his smile. He has not violated me, your majesty. Please, I can handle myself. Ah, a strong independent maiden. I have a weakness for such character, he smiled, and walked her over to a chair. Would you care for a drink, milady? No, but thank you nonetheless, she returned his smile. He proceeded to pour himself some spiced wine, but stopped mid-pour. Oh, my darling, how rude of me not to introduce myself. I am Philippe, at your service. He put down his goblet and bowed. He stood up and made eye contact. In your name, milady, or shall I call you Venus, he grinned. Alexandria's eyes grew wide. I have never met such a chivalrous man before, your majesty. She started to get up from her chair to bow. However, he stopped her. Please, you need not do that. There is no need to be formal. We are friends, for I feel like I have known you for an eternity. Alexandria curtsied before him. I am Alexandria of Cambria, your majesty. He abandoned his wine and strode toward her, took her hand in his and kissed it. Oh, what a beautiful name for a beautiful creature, for such a long way from home. Alexandria's stomach growled, as he was about to seduce her with his charms. Oh, my lady, it sounds like you are famished, and you look weary from your journey, he stated. As he looked into her eyes, as he handed her a goblet of wine, Alexandria held up her hand. No, thank you. Please drink this. It'll help you sleep tonight, he insisted. Sleep does sound good right about now. Alexandria relented and took a sip. Philippe slipped his arm around her waist, and they began to walk toward the door. I shall take you to your chambers, and I shall send a maid to your room with food. I am sure I can find you proper sleeping attire. Please do not fuss over me. Alexandria's words slurred together. Do not protest, my beauty. You must rest. She is going to be the death of me. She must sleep. And before she could protest any longer, he kissed her lips. He knew the warmth of contact would activate the poison. Alexandria's eyes bugged out from what he could only assume was shock. Finally, her eyes fluttered and closed.
Philippe held her limp body in his arms. He was delighted that she finally succumbed to the poison. He had begun to worry that she would resist, that Morgaine had protected her with a charm of some sort. Fortunately, Alexandria was not as strong as he had thought. Philippe did not let this deter his plans. He must not allow her pretty face to distract him. Regardless, he knew of Alexandria's capability of destroying him. Therefore, he had to destroy her first. Pleased with Alexandria's state of not being aware of her powers, he had to make sure it stayed that way. He was unsure what threat she posed, but he did not want it to take any chances. Alexandria floated above her body. She could see Philippe at her bedside, holding her hand. Something did not seem right. He spoke to someone, but she was not sure if he spoke to her. She tried to hear him, however, she could not. A thin veil of mist surrounded her, and she could not pierce through it. The last thing she remembered was drinking the wine, and she kissed him. Her thoughts muddled, a voice echoed, breaking through the mist. Alexandria, my love, come to me. You must leave this place at once. How? she thought, and the voice answered. Fine, Namu. Her body below her twitched in reaction. She had to find the source of the voice. Philippe tried to nudge her awake. No, stop, she tried to cry. She did not want to wake. The voice pulled her like a magnet. She had to find him. She needed to run away. She tried to resist the force, pulling her back into her body. She began to awaken, becoming one with her body again. Philippe murmured something and gave her something to drink. She did not want it, but he insisted, stating it was water. There was an edge in his voice, so she did not resist. She drank it, and, burnt, and it burned her throat, whatever it was. She slipped away again into a dreamless sleep, making her forget the voice and the urgency to leave. Alexandria stared around the room. Fear gripped her insides, causing adrenaline to surge through her veins. She did not know where she was, or who the man sitting next to her bedside with food and drink. He seemed harmless and handsome. Darling, I was afraid you would not awake from your coma. Here is some food. You had a dreadful night, he said, stroking her hand. He placed a ring on her finger. Darling, your ring fell off and was found lying on the ground next to you when we found you clinging to life. She stared at him and at the ring. It was a gorgeous ruby-red ring with gold diamonds. Her blank stare elicited his response. You look upon me as if I were a stranger. She shook her head and whispered, I am afraid I don't know who you are or where I am at. He looked at her with concern. Oh, darling... We did find you with a gash on your head. I was unaware of the true damage those men caused you. I did not wait for them to answer before punishing them. Her face turned white. What men? She touched her head to search for the gash as he spoke and traced a scar. How could it have healed so quickly? He answered her without asking. My love, worry not. My healer Isabella healed you. How could she not remember any of this? Are we betrothed? 
he chuckled. I say you are attacked. And you ask if we are to wed? Yes, my love, in fortnight. However, your father is questioning your safety. If I have your allegiance and his trust, I will have your army to stand with me fully during these terrible times. We are being besieged by a powerful enemy. Because you are attacked, you will be under constant guard until our wedding day. I'm afraid the attack was more than a threat. They meant to kill you. Her eyes grew wide, and he held her hand tighter. Do not fear. You're going to be well protected. Alexandria shielded her eyes from the dazzling sun. A cool breeze licked her skin, leaving a trail of goose pimples. Roaming around the marketplace, she wanted to get rid of the guards that dodged her every move. This is unbelievable. I'm engaged and I'm in danger. This makes no sense. Why can't I remember anything? Lost within her thoughts, music interrupted her questions. Straining to hear the music better, she closed her eyes. Her feet moved in the direction, and she found herself face to face with a merchant lady. Such a beautiful woman deserves a radiant necklace for her wedding day. The old woman at the stand pressed an emerald necklace with a thinly corded gold change to Alexandria's hand. It thrummed a beautiful song in her veins. Her body jerked awake, memories flooding her mind, though short-lived. The ring on her finger burned, sending a jolt through her body, driving her to her knees. As she fell, the necklace slipped from her hand. The guards quickly ran over to her. Nicholas, the head guard, barked orders to his men. Take this old woman to the dungeon. She has harmed the princess. The guards ran toward the old merchant woman. However, she disappeared in a cloud of dust. The men coughed, looking around once the dust had settled. Spread out, men, Nicholas shouted. Find the enchantress at once, for she will hang for this. If you value your lives, do not let King Felipe know we let her out of our sight, for we shall hang for this too. They all nodded in silent agreement. When Nicholas picked up Alexandria, got on his horse, and carried her limp body back to the castle. The merchant woman watched from behind the building unnoticed with the necklace in hand. She had transformed into a lithe, breathing-haired, almond-skinned priestess. Her hood covered her face, but her eyes did not leave the scene before her as Nicholas and the guards carried Alexandria back to the castle. She noticed him shudder and turn back as her eyes bore into his back, but she was gone before he turned toward her. She ran back to the temple to her fellow sisters to relay the events that had unfolded. There was so much work to do, and there was no time to waste. Namuse sent Adam, a five-year-old page boy, to the castle to deliver the necklace and chocolates. Namu knew the guards would inspect the necklace and chocolates, therefore she charmed the necklace and chocolates with a sleeping spell. Alexandria would be resistant and would not fall under the spell when she touched the necklace. Namu instructed the boy that once the guards fell asleep to touch the necklace, to shift into the guard and take the necklace to Alexandria. Namu told the boy the charm would lead him to Alexandria's room. Namu handed Adam a tiny vial of elixir and told him to tell Alexandria to drink it and take off her ring. 
Adam was frightened. Don't worry, child. You will be unseen, and they will not find you when they come looking for you. Once she drinks the elixir and takes off the ring and takes the necklace, make sure you both are holding hands and you will be transported back here to me. Alexandria was startled when a guard burst into her chambers. He stood there with a box in his outstretched hand. She thought it was odd, and she started to berate him. How dare you storm into my room without knocking? He looked down, ashamed at his behavior, as if he were a little boy, and he whispered, Sorry, your ladyship. I have an important gift to give you. He looked back at the sweetness and innocent in his eyes. She quickly apologized. Odd, he seemed so boyish with his mannerisms. She warily took the box and took a closer look at it, squinted her eyes, and she was shocked. You're a little boy. He smiled and hurriedly said, Yes, your ladyship. The lady in sent me to you. He reached into his pocket and gave her a red elixir. You're to drink this, but you must hurry and put on the necklace. She was reluctant. Sensing her hesitance, he opened up the box, touched it, and transformed into a little boy again. And when he touched it again, he was a guard. She gasped and stared at the necklace from yesterday. She reached for it. He stopped her. First, you must drink the elixir and take off the ring. It is evil, and it will not allow you near the necklace. She nodded. His words made sense. Even though the ring had been painful lately, she hadn't been able to take it off. Her brain struggled to make sense of everything. Heavy footsteps from the hall grew louder. Adam's eyes pleaded with her silently. He grabbed her hand as she drank the elixir. The ring clattered to the floor. She took the necklace, and they both disappeared. Philippe heard a thud of the ring falling onto the floor. He burst into Alexandria's chamber only to find it empty. Nicholas! He bellowed as he stormed out into the hall. Nicholas didn't answer. Philippe stormed down the stairs to find Nicholas slumped against the wall. He kicked his guard in the side. As he awoke, Nicholas jerked back, his eyes wide. He crossed his arms in front of his face to deflect Philippe's anger. Explain yourself, Philippe roared. Nicholas struggled to his feet. He bowed to his king before he spoke. Your Majesty, the last thing I remember is the little page boy came with gifts for your ladyship. I ate the chocolate to make sure they were not poisoned. Philippe sneered. Well, how did that logic work out for you? You should have thrown them out. Go out and find the page boy. I do not recall what he looked like, your majesty. Rage boiled in Philippe's blood as he grabbed Nicholas. You better remember if you value your life. Nicholas did not breathe and inaudibly mouthed, I do not. Before Nicholas could finish, Philippe waved his hand, turning the guard into dust. Wrong answer. He shook his head and muttered to himself, Good help is hard to find. Soft scurrying, farther down the hall to his ear, he quickly spun, spying a maid trying to escape unseen. You, come here, he sweetly beckoned. She cowered into a doorway, her body shaking, terrified she might be next. He chuckled as he refused to make eye contact. Do not be afraid. Be a good girl and clean this up. I would hate to see a perfectly good floor go to waste. 
She silently nodded and ran to the kitchen without looking back. Maybe good help wasn't hard to find after all. Slowly, Alexandria regained consciousness. Shadowy figures in hooded robes drifted in and out of focus as the effects of the elixir wore off. Adam slouched beside her, his head in his hands as he too fought the elixir's pull. He was a little boy again. A woman emerged from the temple shadows. She greeted Alexandria silently. I am Nemu. She handed Adam a sweet. Go back to your family, my child. You did well. He greedily took the sweet in his mouth and ran back to his family. Nemu turned to face Alexandria and bowed before her. Your Majesty, I am happy to see you are unharmed. Alexandria narrowed her eyes at Nemu. I am sorry. I am not sure why you call me Majesty. Nemu frowned. The elixir did not work as well as I had hoped. I am afraid I was too late. I have failed you, Your Majesty. Her head dropped. Alexandria did not know how to respond, but only to comfort her. Please do not berate yourself. I am safe now, all thanks to you. I am sorry. I do not know your name. Nemu smiled faintly. My name is Nemu, Your Majesty. There is much we need to do before you flee. King Philippe must never find you. The forgotten necklace thrummed in Alexandria's hand. Nemu jerked towards the necklace in her hand. You must put that on immediately and never take it off. Nemu, Alexandra trailed off. There is no time for explanations. The necklace thrums when danger is near. King Philippe is a strong sorcerer. It will not take him long to find you, even under our protection. Our magic is no match for his. It grows weaker, and you are the one to save us all. The longer you stay here, your beloved Jonathan grows weaker as well. Jonathan. The name sent shockwaves through her body. Her heart ached. My beloved. Nemu placed her hand on Alexandria's hand, guiding her to her sanctuary. He needs you, as do millions of others. Morgane has bade me to put your feet in the proper path. This necklace will help you. Alexandria threw her hands up in the air in defeat. I have no idea what I am to do or where to go. You need not worry. The necklace will lead you to others who will help you along your journey to the cave of Shira. Shira? The temple shook at her question. Nemu pushed Alexandria behind the altar. Magically, a hidden trap door opened for them. Once inside, the door instantaneously closed behind them. Following the stairs, it led down into the dark dungeon. Nemu lit a hallway with a single word that Alexandria cannot make out. Nemu took Alexandria's hand and ran until they reached the center of the dungeon, where they were faced with a maze of tunnels. Without hesitation, Nemu pulled into the tunnel to their right. Winding their way through the tunnel, they came to a tiny room with a single door. They pushed through the door, tumbling into a field. The sun nearly blinded Alexandria, blotting out the white horse that galloped before them. The horse skidded to a stop before them and bowed. Alexandria, without hesitation, jumped up on him. Sheena Austin is the author of Returning to Mr. Darcy, a lover of all romance, cat whisperer, and Kermit obsessed. 
The author currently lives in Virginia with her boyfriend and two cats. She is a substitute teacher and aspires to fulfill her dream of being a special education teacher. If you would like to learn more about Sheena Austin or find links to her, all of her social media, please visit our website at lcowenbooks.com. That's lcowenbooks.com, where thoughts become worlds. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our channel. For more information on sci-fi fantasy authors, short stories, and novels, please visit our website, lcowenbooks.com. LC Owen Books, where thoughts become worlds.